You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. We're pleased to be joined by Chad Brown, the former linebacker. Cordell's college teammate at Colorado. They played together with the Steelers. Chad, thanks for taking the time. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, happy to be on with you guys. Happy that football is finally back. You got that right, Chad. Good to hear from you, man. I, I know there's a, a lot of uh, action taking place in Denver right now. We have one of our former teammates taking over the helm there in Denver. From what you've seen so far, uh, how has Vance been able to uh, take care of his business as a head coach, the new head coach for the Denver Broncos? You know, I think Vance has done a, a fantastic job. You know, early on, I think uh, probably the, the biggest uh, issue folks would have with Vance was just, you know, him a little nervous in some of those media appearances. I think when you become a head football coach in NFL, you obviously know about X's and O's and scheme and personnel and all that other parts of the job. But just the daily part of dealing with the media was probably the part of the job that uh, Vance was the least comfortable with, but now fast forward three or four months down the road, uh, Vance is in, in his comfort zone. I had a chance to call the Broncos' last preseason game uh, against the Arizona Cardinals and a chance to talk to Vance in a production meeting. And uh, he's a very confident guy, confident in the team, confident in his relationship with the team. Uh, so, I, you know, there's certainly some question marks for the Broncos going into the season, and having a new coaching staff would naturally be one of those question marks. But I think Vance so far has, uh, has passed the test. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber chatting with Chad Brown, the former NFL linebacker. Chad, since you played for the Patriots and the Steelers, and we know they got together last year in the AFC Championship game, would have been interesting to see had Le'Veon Bell stayed healthy, if the outcome would have been different. How much separation do you see between Pittsburgh and New England this year? You know, not, not very much. Not very much at all. When you talk about having, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell, guys who are either at the top or the top couple players at their positions, and those are the most important offensive positions, uh, that, that's going to be a potent football team. You couple that with a Steelers defense, which I expect to be improved over last year, uh, they're going to be tough to, to, to get out of, the, out of the playoffs. Obviously, the Patriots are everyone's preseason you know, Super Bowl favorite, and deservedly so. But even today, you know, they lost another uh, wide receiver. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell uh, was put down on, on IR this year, uh, just uh, earlier today. So, um, you know, there's still some question marks over there, you know, but uh, having been a part of that Patriots organization uh, and Bill Belichick and in Tom Brady, I tend to trust and it tends to steer me quite wrong. I'm quite correct every time. When, when saying that, it, it's amazing to hear everyone that's been a part of that organization. Uh, you very seldom hear anyone go against that group of people. Uh, when I say group of people, I mean Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and I mean guys who've actually been in the organization for us, playing on the football team. What, what is it that makes them special? We've been on teams together. We've been with Coach Mack in Colorado. We've been with Coach Bill Cowher in Pittsburgh. What makes Bill Belichick that much, diff- more, that much more different than those other two guys to where he can win championships on a consistent basis? You know, Coach Mack was obviously fantastic at, at motivating players. I don't, I don't think I've been around a, a man who could do that as well. And for Bill Cowher, you know, his ability to, you know, preach the, 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 the physical card. Let's go out and overwhelm people with how hard we play and really make that the core identity of, of those teams that we were on in, in Pittsburgh, the physical nature, the, the, the hard-nosed nature of just Pittsburgh and the blue-collar kind of style of play that they wanted. He was fantastic at, at that. So 
when I when I talk about Bill Belichick, it's no diss on Bill McCartney or Bill Cower. He is just simply at another level as a teacher, and then the ability to break down situations and get players to understand in each situation that's going to occur during the course of a game, there is a right way to make the play. Uh, so we're not looking for the athletic play. We're not looking for the spectacular play. We're looking for everybody to, I'm going to use a Bill Belichick face, do their job, and that is to do it in the right way for this particular situation. So uh, that's why sometimes, you know, during the course of the season, he's changing the starting lineup around because this guy, which may be right for us to win 13 games, for these other three games, I need to start this other guy. You know, that's why sometimes they throw the ball 30 times in a row because that defense they're playing is very good at stopping the run. So why do that? So these kind of unusual things uh, but are, that are taught in a very clear way. So the guy who's 20 years old, who's you know, maybe the youngest guy in the locker room, to me and Junior Seau, my last year in New England, who Junior, I think, was 39 and I was 38, you know, he's able to teach those situations and the right play to make in those situations to everybody on the field, and we all buy into it, and the track record of success is clearly proven. Chad Brown is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Chad, you know the culture of the Patriots. You're aware of the history. You're part of their legacy. Can you remember an offseason like this one for the Patriots? So many aggressive moves, adding marquee players like Brandon Cooks, and what does that tell you about their mindset heading into this year? You know, they tend to be a little quieter uh, in the offseason than, than a lot of teams. They're not definitely known to make some big splashes, but they certainly have had a, a noisy offseason for them. But at the same time, they've turned over about 30% of their roster, which is about their average over the last several years. So structurally, it's the same. The, those core guys that, that Bill counts on offensively, you know, obviously Tom Brady, guys like uh, Danny Amendola now that Edelman's out defensively, you know, guys like Hightower. And then on special teams, you know, you've you got a guy – uh, like Slater, another core, one of those core guys who, you know, takes the time to teach all the new guys what the Patriot way is and what the expectations are and what the standards are around there. Those guys are still there. So with that 30% roster turnover, I'd imagine all those guys quickly up to speed with what is expected of them. Um, and the splashes in the offseason, I think that just makes this team stronger because those guys, you don't go to the Patriots for a desire to be the superstar, to have the spotlight on you. You go to the Patriots to be part of the Patriot way and to hopefully win a Super Bowl along the way. You talked about the core guys at Denver, uh, excuse me, in, in New England. I want to talk about Denver when you talk about the core guys. A few guys have left uh, and a few guys have stayed. Uh, when you talk about the defensive front, of course, Derek Wolf. Of course, you have Von Miller. And if you get on the offensive side of the football, you got Demarius Thomas as well as Emmanuel Sanders and Trevor Simeon. Uh, do you think – you know, with all the noise that was made about the quarterback position, do you think that's solidified by going with Trevor Simeon? And how good do you think this team can truly be within that division? Well, obviously it's a tough division. Um, I think the Raiders are going to be really good. I think the Chiefs are going to be really good. We'll get a chance to see where those Chiefs are tonight. Uh, so I think the Broncos are going to be in a fight to, to win this division. Uh, you know, obviously they came in third place last year. So uh, not too far removed from their Super Bowl championship you know, it, it is a question whether they have a, a shot to win a division. And the quarterback is a big piece of that. 
You know, a couple of years ago, they wanted Brock Osweiler to win the job, and they had no faith in Trevor Simeon. This year, it was all about Paxton Lynch. The job was his to take, and the front office, the coaching staff, really showed no strong faith in Trevor Simeon. Now, two years in a row, Trevor Simeon has proven that he is the guy, uh, but not necessarily because he's been outstanding on the field, but because the other challengers weren't up to the challenge. Uh, Mark Sanchez was essentially the starter going into training camp last year, and he fumbled and intercepted that opportunity away. And Brock Osweiler and Pax Lynch were unable to take it from him before, and, and now the same situation again. So uh, I think they will try to do what they've done in the past, win the game with their defense. Hopefully they can be strong on the, on the ground, better than what they've been the last two years on the ground, and then not ask Trevor Simeon to do too much. Um, but at some point uh, during the season, you know, they're going to be behind. They're going to have to throw the ball around the yard. And Trevor has been comfortable with short passes, but he's not been aggressive down the field. And when you have playmakers on the outside, like you mentioned, Emmanuel Sanders and a, uh, uh, Marius. Marius Demarius Thomas, Thomas, you know, uh, you're not just taking best advantage of those weapons if you're not being aggressive and throwing the ball down the field. Chad, as we wrap it up, you're the latest friend of Cordell's to be kind enough to join us on the program. So we've chatted with Jerome Bettis, Heinz Ward, <laughs> Coach Cower. Nobody will give me any dirt on Cordell Stewart. Come on, Chad. Between me and you, I need a good K-Stew story to kick off the regular season. Chad, he's, he's searching so hard. I'm bro. a journalist. We need the truth dude. on this show. He's searching so hard. Go ahead, Chad. Help him out. Now, you know, I, I will admit this. Uh, you know, I have not read Cordell's book. It is on my reading list. Uh, you know, here during the season, obviously, I'm not a, talk, not a lot of time to sit down. It's and only read. 27 pages, Chad. It won't take it that long. <laughs> and have all but pictures on 26 of those pages. That some of my parties have made Cordell's book. Um, so my party yes, was you know what? slash infamous. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know what? Just like in Vegas, how things stay in Vegas, things that occurred in the backgrounds, pajama parties, those stayed within that circle. You are safe safe with me, Cordell. Oh, Cordell, you are lucky. No cell phone cameras back in the day, pal. We we all we all brothers, man. That's the problem. See, see, Chad. The thing is, he is trying to get me with something so bad. I keep telling him. And the funny thing is, I did mention. I did mention on the outskirts. I didn't go in. I didn't dive in. I mentioned on the outskirts. I did mention your parties. I did mention the snakes. So I kept it very surface to let people know that I did have a life outside of football with my friends. And so he's trying to find something. And there's there's really nothing out there for you. But yeah, those pajama parties and the fun times we had. You're not getting any of that, Brian. I'm sorry. You can't have that, Mr. Weber. You can't. You, Mr. Weber with two bags. You can't have that. <laughs> okay. Well, Chad and I have something in common. Chad, I work for Pac-12 Networks. Great to see you on the roster. And enjoy the game Congrats. coming up. What are you calling this weekend? Are you working this weekend? Yes, I've got Washington uh, versus Montana. Uh, I expect Washington to play better than what they played against Rutgers. Uh, Montana is a little bit of a you know tricky option with the tempo and the fast pace of play, throwing the ball out around the yard. But I think in the end, the Huskies' defense will be uh, up to the task, and then Jake Brown and that offense will get things on track this week. Outstanding. Congrats, man. Have you Congrats, ever called a game at Husky Stadium? That's my favorite venue in all of college football. I've been lucky enough to call a game there. I, and I played there as a Seahawk in those two years right, where yeah. they were in between the uh, Century Link Field and the uh, Superdome. So I'm familiar with the old Husky Stadium, and now having my second game being called there on Saturday, I'm familiar with the new Husky Stadium as well. Well, terrific. Have a great call. We appreciate you taking the time and hope we, we can do this again down the road on the NFL on TuneIn. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Team. 20, 15. 
intercepting 10-5 touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.